0: Welcome to Snippets. For this third episode, we have Dr. Kavita Kalayvani, Senior Consultant in Pediatric Ophthalmology from Shankar Netralaya. She is going to give us a comprehensive review on the management of pediatric cataracts. Before going ahead, I would request you to take an MCQ test on pediatric cataracts now and after completion of the podcast by clicking on the link in the description.
1: Hello friends. I'm Dr. Kavita Kalevani, Pediatric Ophthalmologist from Shankar Netralya. I'm going to tell you in a nutshell how the decision making in pediatric cataract management can be challenging in every step. Pediatric cataracts as such present with several dilemmas and issues regarding the way they present, the age at presentation, etiology, laterality and other associated symptoms. There are also concerns regarding whether to operate, if so, who operates, what surgery to be done, and whether to implant IOL. If decided on IOL, then issues arise on which formula to use, what target refraction to aim for, and which IOL to implant. Furthermore, there are concerns regarding whether and how to manage the posterior capsule, post-operative inflammation, and finally the rehabilitation. So, let's briefly address each of these issues and concerns. How is age at presentation important? Actually, age is of foremost importance since it decides whether the management is urgent or not, whether we implant IOL primarily or not. So, early surgery before the age of 6-8 to weeks is recommended if cataract is unilateral, asymmetric, bilateral but dense and when there is associated nystagmus or strabismus. This decision making takes into consideration the risk of amblyopia versus the risks associated with early surgery, the most worrisome being glaucoma. Now what about etiology and laterality? Etiology and laterality usually go hand in hand. Commonly, unilateral cataracts have some additional ocular abnormalities like microcornea, iris issues or retinal issues like persistent fetal vasculature, whereas bilateral cataracts are either due to systemic causes like infection and metabolic errors or genetic. What does this mean? When children present with a unilateral cataract, the emphasis should be on a thorough history and ocular examination. On the other hand, If the cataract is bilateral, in addition to ocular exam, we need a thorough systemic evaluation with the help of lab tests, pediatrician evaluation and even geneticists. Very often, cataracts in children can also be associated with a wide range of syndromes like Alport syndrome, Lowe syndrome, myotonic dystrophy, Marfan syndrome, Down syndrome, etc. Torch infection, especially rubella, seems to be a very common cause of bilateral congenital cataracts associated with typical ocular and systemic features. But all put together, the single most common cause of pediatric cataract is idiopathic. Eye oil implantation, what is the issue here? As far as eye oil implantation is concerned, age is of utmost importance. Now the consensus is to implant IOL primarily above the age of 1 year in bilateral cataracts and above the age of 6 months in unilateral cataracts if the corneal diameter and axial length are adequate. Why age is so important? An infant's eye is structurally quite different from eyes of older children. The corneas are steep at birth and the maximum axial length elongation occurs from birth to To 24 months of age. This makes IOL power calculation extremely challenging and sometimes quite unreliable also. Taking all this into consideration if IOL is planned then biometry issues can arise. Immersion techniques though more accurate has limitations since it cannot be used in children under general anesthesia and so applanation techniques have wider usage. When it comes to the formula, SRK2 and SRKT are quite reliable followed by Hofer Q. This again always shows a changing trend. Target refraction is chosen with age specific undercorrection up to the age of 8. Why the need for this undercorrection? As we said earlier, the rapid axial length elongation reflecting as a myopic shift in young children warrants undercorrection. When we undercorrect, the challenge is to balance between the risk of amblyopia due to the residual hyperopia to achieving the least amount of refractive error in adulthood. As posterior capsular opacification is the rule in children, the surgery is not complete without managing the capsule. This is achieved with a primary capsulotomy and anterior vitrectomy. Coming to the actual IOL itself, The preferred eye oil is a single-piece hydrophobic acrylic eye oil in the bag whenever possible or a three-piece hydrophobic eye oil in the sulcus. This eye oil is associated with the least inflammatory response in the immediate post-operative period and capsular opacification in the long term. Is it over yet? Pediatric cataract management isn't complete without visual rehabilitation with should start as soon as possible after the surgery for unilateral aphakia contact lenses are the gold standard and for bilateral aphakia either contact lenses or glasses to be started as early as 2 to 3 weeks after the surgery for pseudophakia the residual hyperopia with near correction should be started by 3 to 4 weeks after surgery amblyopia management goes hand in hand as long as indicated when iol wasn't implanted primarily A secondary IOL implantation should be considered from the age of 4 for bilateral cases and 2 for unilateral cases, once again following the age-specific target refraction goals. Lastly, there should be emphasis on a strict regular follow-up for refractive changes, capsular opacifications and monitoring the intraocular pressure. Despite managing the posterior capsule during the surgery, opacification may still occur which would require timely a capsulotomy or membranectomy. In conclusion, pediatric cataract management remains a continued challenge for ophthalmologists and parents. Thank you.
0: For our next episode, we are going to discuss about tips for preparing for your final exam with our academic director, Dr. Meenakshi.